Hello and welcome to Soul Led Living, a podcast dedicated to helping you live your soul's true path so you can create the dream life you know you are meant to live. I'm Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and an advocate for living soul-led. You're here because you're meant to be here, so let's do this. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Soul-Led Living Business Edition. (laughs) Soul-Led Living Podcast Business Edition. Hi, guys. Excited to be here with you. Thank you again for all the love. I'm getting all the messages of how much you are enjoying this pod. I'm loving it too. So these last few weeks, this weird thing has been happening to me where I have been attracting people coming my way, telling me that they are thinking of giving up on their entrepreneurial dreams or people that are kind of thinking about like a backup plan almost. (laughs) And, um, you know, I've been in business for, gosh, like, I guess, I think it's been 13 years. So I'm kind of out of those like very hard stages, but I remember them very well. And as these people are coming to me, they are looking at me like, well, I'm just guessing that this is like not my soul's purpose. Like, um, because it's like not working out for me is kind of the way that they're presenting this problem. And I get that, especially with the work that I do. Obviously I'm like reading souls all day (laughs) and yeah, there's sometimes that there are like some paths that are not for people and there's other paths that are, but I thought it was interesting that some of the people that are coming my way were kind of saying that because it wasn't working out, that it wasn't for them. And that they wouldn't even say that it wasn't working out. It's just that it's hard. And, um, I had one person in particular tell me like, I can't believe how hard this is. And I felt like this moment of like, did you not think this was going to be hard? And it made me think that it made me think about like my role and how there's people watching me and people, you know, asking me about business advice. And I'm thinking, have I not told enough people that it's hard? (laughs) Like, am I making this look too easy or something? And, um, I actually remember years ago, like complaining to Benny about this, like kind of feeling like, I don't know why I'm having a hard time. My clients like are having a hard time, like growing their businesses. And he's like, Nikki, you like never tell people how hard it is. And I was like, gosh, I thought that was a given. I don't want to sit here and complain about the hard things. So that's not really, that's not why, that's why I don't talk about it. But this is not serving any of us. (laughs) So today I want to talk a little bit about yeah, you guys, it's hard. And and honestly, everything is hard. Anything is hard. I actually remember a couple of years ago, I was in LA visiting with one of my good friends that um, we started off together in the film industry as like assistants together. And now he's like an executive and all that. And um, we were, were in the same stages of life, right? Like we had small kids at the time. And he's like, you know, the other day I was like telling my mom, like, I just feel like I'm not happy. And like his mom was this Jewish mom was like, listen, nobody's happy. (laughs) And he looked at me, he's like, maybe, you know, like maybe nobody's happy. And I'm like, well, I think we could become happy, but I think there's stages that it's hard and it's kind of hard to even like see the happiness. Um, and, and what she's just trying to say is that like, it's not like rainbows and butterflies, you know? 
and she wasn't trying to sugarcoat it for her son. <laughs> I mean, it did sound a little depressing, but you know, I think we see a lot of these, you know, content and the Instagram stuff and the reels and we forget how hard it might be behind the scenes. And I just want to make sure I'm doing this journey justice. So today I, I want to make sure I'm like letting you guys know that, yeah, it has been hard for me so that you don't feel alone. And I also want to share with you like the seasons that I've seen in business. You know, I've, I've run Benny's business. I've run my business. I've been in business for a while. Um, I saw my, my dad run a business, uh, my whole life and I've picked up on these seasons and I've worked with so many other people that are, you know, starting and running their own businesses that I've seen these seasons. And I think that sometimes if you can understand the seasons, you can predict the weather a little bit better. And that's something that I have gotten good at. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not like complaining every day about how, how hard it can be. So I want to break down some of these seasons for you that perhaps might help you. And I'll share along the way, kind of what those seasons looked like for me and, and kind of what was hard. I just want to make sure I'm honest here with you guys so that you don't feel alone. Kind of actually funny story about this is my father was an amazing provider my whole life. And he was somebody that made it look easy. I mean, he was working long hours, but he never complained. That's actually when, when Benny was complaining a lot in the first few years of our marriage, our marriage, like running his business. Granted, my dad's a doctor and Benny was doing very physical labor, but he would complain all the time. And I'd be like, man, they just don't make men like my dad anymore. <laughs> like my dad never complained about providing, even though he was, I mean, my dad would do 12 hour shifts in the hospital till like literally a year ago, he just retired. And I remember the first day I had to pay, um, I think it was like the deposit and like the first month's tuition for, I want to say Allie's private school. Um, once she got in, I had been paying private school, but I hadn't paid like a high school private school, which was, is just more expensive. And I called my dad and I was like, how the hell did you do this? You know, like you paid three private schools. Like I am dying over here. I'm working my ass off and I feel like I have nothing, you know, and I just never heard my dad complain about it. And like, I had to call him and tell him this because I, f I just felt shitty about myself. And he's like, Nicole, <laughs> that's what he calls me. Nicole, of course it's hard. <laughs> he goes, yeah, it's hard. Um, and you know, he was telling me like, what was I going to do? Tell you and complain to you? Like how hard it was to send you to private school. And I'm grateful he didn't. Cause I know that some parents do do that. And it just becomes like a burden to the child. Um, but it, was nice to hear him tell me about the times that were hard for him so that I felt a little bit better about my journey. So I want to do a little bit of that with you guys today. So let's start off with some of the seasons and maybe you know where you're at. So I feel like you start off with this entrepreneurial idea with a lot of inspiration, right? Like you're like, oh, but I love, you know, for me, it was like, I love self-help. I want to write about it. I want to write books. Um, you know, Benny's, when he was starting his tree business was like, oh, I, you know, there's so it's like, there's, there's good money. There's so people spend so much money on these like tree projects. Like I want to, like, I can do this. You know, I love plants. I love trees. Like this is great. So you're inspired, right? And you start learning, um, you start like trying, you're, you know, just helping people for free and the thing that you're doing. And it's just fun. You know, it's just fun for a while. Right. And I feel like after that, you and you're like okay yeah i'm going to do this you get a little bit of beginner's luck you know it's like getting like the first contract 
or um, getting the first few clients or maybe even getting like a little bit of, of a gig almost, um, you know, and I have some clients that like have gotten some contracts, let's say, and like those contracts maybe feed them for three months, six months. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is great. This is working, right? Like you get, you get the first few readings, whatever that may be. And you're doing, and you're like, okay, this is going to work. And you feel like you're on the right path. Like your soul has spoken and that this is correct. But I feel like that beginner's luck runs out. <laughs> and I do believe that that beginner's luck is really just the universe trying to get you. I write about this a little bit in my book, guys, and Soul Led Living, if you've read it. But I feel like that beginner's luck is just trying to get you on the path. You know, it's like that, like giving you that taste of that drug of that high <laughs> to get you on the path so that you do the thing. But the beginner's luck can't last forever because it's kind of not real in a way. And the only reason it's not real is because you haven't created any of the foundation or the structure. Like the business doesn't have any real structure or any real foundation. Kind of similar, like you get pregnant with your first child and like, okay, cool. Like you got pregnant, you got a baby in you. That's amazing. You give birth. You're like, Oh, I'm killing it. I gave, you know, I made a baby. I gave birth. And then, you know, a few weeks into having this baby, you're like, Oh shit, like this is forever. And I have to build these, this life and these systems. And I have to ground into this new like world. And that doesn't mean I don't want this baby, but I did not realize how hard it is. And I think business and entrepreneurship is the same, is the same thing. I mean, lucky for us, a baby, you can't really, I mean, you could leave it of course and throw it away and there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I know most of us are not going to want to do that. And, but with entrepreneurship, you can, you can quit and you can be like, whatever, I'll throw this thing away. And, and not, I'm not to say that that maybe that's the best decision sometimes with, um, business, but I, I want you to kind of feel into that stage. And I don't know if you guys have already experienced that stage where like the beginner's luck runs out and now you're forced to, it's like that honeymoon stage is over, you know, and you're forced to build. And this is the hardest. Um, well actually like you're forced to build, right. And it looks to me like a drought in the beginning, like almost like some of those contracts run up or, um, the clients are not flowing. You get, you, you do too many clients, you get exhausted and you can't take on more. And there's just this drought, either the drought happens because we didn't plan to continue that flow of clients or projects coming our way, or we made the drought because it was like too much too fast. Right. And in this place is hard because you start to think, well, maybe I'm just like not meant for this. You, this is when people start to think about the backup jobs. I remember being here myself and I was, it was such a hard time. I was, um, we had moved out of our little house because we were trying to buy a bigger house, but we had to sell our little house, take that money to be able to afford the next house. So we were homeless basically. And we are living with my aunt because she had extra rooms and we're staying there indefinitely. We have like no idea. And I have, I'm two kids deep and Benny is working like a madman and I'm trying to grow my business off of my laptop while taking care of these kids and trying to get the loan ready for the next house and not even knowing if we're going to get the house. And I was like, just at my edge, I was like, I, you know, and of course when you're trying to get a loan for house 
all entrepreneurs are like, God damn it. Like, why did I not just take that regular job with a regular paycheck? Because it's so much easier to get a mortgage loan when you have, when you're not an entrepreneur. So of course, in that moment, I was like, you know what? F this, like I'm, people do it all the time. I'll just drop off my kids, pick them up at six from, you know, pick them up from five at aftercare and I'll just have a regular job. So I start applying to, um, magazine jobs or editor, editor jobs at the time. And you know, I had a really successful editorial career. Like I kept going up the ladder. I chose to leave that to do this weird thing that I do today. So I just thought like, okay, I'll just, I'll just go back to it and it'll be fine. So during this whole weird time in my life, I'm like applying to these jobs and lo and behold, I get a couple interviews and I'm on my first interview and I wanted to die. Like I was on that interview and it was, it was this like luxury design magazine. It was really cool. Like it would be a cool gig, you know, but I just like hearing, I, I don't know. It was just total. I was on the phone with the lady and I just, it was complete gray to me. Like I just saw myself sitting in a desk. I saw myself like not being home. Like <laughs> I saw myself doing work that wasn't true to my soul. I mean, it just felt horrible. And in that moment, I was like, great, there is no backup plan. There is no going back. And I'm grateful that I tried that because I needed to see that there was no backup plan, that like I was already at a point that I was like unemployable. I could not work for other people. I could not do something that wasn't true to me anymore. Like I had already crossed that bridge. So it was really hard to go back, but I'm grateful that I went there because it's actually what gave me the commitment. And I realized like, nobody's coming to save me. Not even my fucking husband's going to come save me because this guy was crazy at the time. He was like in his, he was like in the deep, the depths of his drinking and all those shenanigans. And I was thinking like this life that I wanted to live, which was, um, just a decent life in Miami. Honestly, I wasn't asking for like too much, just like a good kind of middle class, you know, upper middle class life, I guess something I grew up in. And, you know, I thought I could give myself like, that's all I wanted. And it was feeling really hard. And I, I just kept thinking that maybe somebody would save me, you know, maybe it would be like this magazine job or my husband would finally get it together. Um, and in that moment when I got interviewed for that job, I was like, nobody's coming to save you, Nikki. Like nobody is coming to save you, but you. And that is what built like the strength and the commitment that I needed. So there's this time of drought where like, it feels like this is not going to work or you're not sure if this is right for you or, you know, like you're not sure when this, when this is actually going to start working. And to me, this is the time where you, you, you have to decide to commit either you're in or you're out. And it's not a commitment of like, like in your brain, I feel like it's a commitment in your full body that there is like no going back and you got to do what you need to do to kind of get there. So for me, it was applying for those jobs. That might be what you guys need as well, but find that thing. The other day I was showing my friend, she was like kind of in this place of deciding, like she felt like maybe she needed a little bit of a backup plan. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, and I shared my screen with her cause we were on zoom. I was like, look at all these jobs that are available to you. And she was like, she wanted to die. And 
in that moment, you know, I could see that same thing that happened to me that she was like, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. So let yourself get there. And maybe guess what? Maybe you do that. And you're like, this isn't that bad. Actually, like maybe it would be cool to work like for a cool company or a wellness company. And I'm okay with that. Right. So this is like the deciding moment, either you're in or you're out and let yourself go down those paths. And there's nothing wrong with it, with entrepreneurship, like not being the path for you. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Um, but I think the kind of being in between is really painful. So that to me is like this, you know, after, so there's inspo, then there's like that beginner's luck. And then there's this drought. That's like this dark place (laughs) and you commit when you're in the drought to whatever path you're going to take. And this is where you start to build better and become resilient, which is basically what you need because you're, you have this new business and it needs a very solid foundation to not be hard anymore. And sometimes beginner's luck, you don't have to make any foundation. Like you don't need any systems. Like there's no rhyme or reason. It's just luck. So when that luck runs out, you actually, what you need is like strong foundations and systems that can guarantee luck. And so that's when you move into this next stage where I feel like you start to respect, (laughs) like how respect business. This is like when you become a business person, when you realize that this is a business, that this is not, um, Oh, I'm going to try to get famous or I'm going to have all these followers online or like, this is going to be super fun. I'm I'm so much smarter than everybody else. I'm going to make money doing something easy. (laughs) You know, you realize that no, no, like this is the commitment place. And this is where you become a business person. Like this is the moment. Um, and this season is probably the longest season because this is when you are figuring it out where you start to kind of get to this place where you can start to almost create the seasons, like almost manage the weather in a sense, um, and even predict them because you've created these like really solid structures and foundations that make things work. And we, we go into this because what's on the other side of this season, you know, this phase, if you want to call it is when that brand is built. And after you're, after you have brand recognition, like you're good. Right. I mean, I remember Benny getting there and to the point that Benny hasn't been in business in the tree business for three years. And if you just heard our last episode with him and with the two of us, he's flying to Miami, um, to do a project for like an old client because they still call him like the guy does nothing to do with marketing or anything like that, but his business was so solid and so branded that people still call him even three years later. And that is of course, like where we all want to get to, right? Like I don't, I'm not working to get readings. Like there's so many people that know about my business and know about me that I am not, um, there's still so much I do to grow the business, of course. And it's still challenging and I'm still working super hard, but there's a little bit more, there's, um, you know, like that harder part is over with. It's hard to say that. It's scary to say that, but it's the truth. So let's go back to this like really important stage, which is like after the drought, after the full commitment, when you start to build better. So this is like, this is all about root, the root chakra. If you guys know, this is all about systems. So this is like, how do we do like when any, when anything 
does work well. So like when you had a little bit of luck, let's say, how did that happen? Right? So for me, I remember one of the early luck pieces of luck that I had was, um, I was invited to speak at a conference where Lindsay and Krista of almost 30, many moons ago, um, were speaking, we sat next to each other. And a few months later I was on their podcast and I got this like windfall of clients. And that seemed like luck to me at that time. But lo and behold, I kept doing that. I looked at how that happened. I went back and I was like, well, I, we researched all of these conferences. We found the owners of these conferences. I gave a bunch of people free readings, um, that were the owners of these conferences. You know, only two of them actually hired me. And then, you know, I was, I was invited to be with other people that are in the conference. So, uh, you know, just kind of networking with my own people basically. And then I realized that the power of podcasts, I wasn't even on their podcast. They just mentioned me on their podcast. And I realized that like podcast, me on podcast (laughs) equals windfall. So I learned to repeat that over and over again. Now your, your luck might not now I don't, just because I said mine happened on podcasts doesn't mean now all of you guys have to get on podcast. No, there's different things that work for you. You might be like, Oh, every time I go to hang out with this group of friends, I always get new clients. Or every time I send out this email or every time I go to that meeting, I get new clients. And that is like you figuring out like how you do what you do. This was also the stage of course, where I got really good and solid with my products. Like this was a time that I really looked at how do, how can I guarantee a good reading? And that's, and I got obsessed with making a good reading. And that's how I created the soul reading, which is what I do. And it's, I just rinse and I do the same thing every single time I do a reading because I can guarantee the same results. I also started to do some programs and instead of what I was doing before was like a bunch of different programs and I would quit on them and change and blah, blah, blah. And I was always thinking that there was luck. There was luck. Like I just need to hit something. I just need to make something hit. I just need to get lucky. I just doubled down on something and made that process very good. So soul teacher, which is now soul reading method. I wrote, I got really good at making that product really good and figured out how I would make it good. So I would, and I was, I mean, Kat and I spent like two years on processes there. And Danica at the time, it was like everything from like customer service and how do we make this program good? I mean, it was like solid two years of fixing and tweaking. Um, and the same thing with the reading. So this is like where you find out, this is, this is where like you document your magic so that you can repeat it over and over again. So it does not feel like luck. Um, and yeah, in the beginning you are definitely trying things. You're also going to try other people's, um, recipes, you know, like at first it might not be your own recipe till this day. I'm still, there are people that are doing much better than me and I'm like, I'm asking them for their recipes and I'm trying their recipes myself. So it's not like you just magically come up with the recipes. Often there are people ahead of you that have done these recipes and you try to follow them. Now I would say that we often don't want to follow them to the T and that's where it goes a little weird, 
but look at what you know other people in your industry are doing that are really working for them and try it exactly like Benny always gets mad at me when I do a recipe he's like why can you not follow the directions perfectly I always like wing a little something here and he's like this is why it doesn't come out good (laughs) and it's true so like really really ask yourself when you're like oh but nothing's working Nikki like but I am trying or I'm trying to find like I don't I don't even I haven't even gotten a luck or I don't even know how that worked like try to you know try to look at other people's and ask yourself if you're really really doing it exactly the way they told you you got to like release that ego which is so hard and um see if you can do it exactly like you if there's five steps you do all five steps so that is that's this process like that's where this is this process also this like season where i feel like you start to respect the business and you start to you know really be there and tend to it put your this is a put your head down and work time like that's all this is and there's a lot of sacrifices during this time and i think this is why most people don't get this far uh, because there's a lot of sacrifices and what are those sacrifices well um i remember the first few years of being in business like i barely saw my friends like i worked a lot of hours um i like left my kids in aftercare if I, if I could, um, you know, or, or even sometimes the opposite sacrifice, right? Like I was in the season of like, I, I was a young mom. I was like taking care of kids and there was a lot of people that were getting ahead of me that like started with me, but they didn't have kids. And I was like, Oh gosh, they're like blowing me out of the water, but they didn't have children. And now they do, now they're starting to have children, which is funny. And there's like, you know, children are like these, these like speed bumps in many ways. So kind of like being able to be in that sacrifice place. Um, I think one of, uh, this is not really a sacrifice, but it was a very intentional choice. But when Benny and I knew that we need to go all in on my business, you know, we were like, this is like, this is worth our investment this is worth us going in. We left Miami, um, because I knew that like, I needed to be able to like take a risk with my business without feeling the burden of all these huge expenses. You know, Miami is very expensive. Um, you know, we're, I was in a like a society that we all send our kids to private school and we all have the nice cars and the nice, um, and you're going out to eat and you're doing all these things and it's a lot, you know, it was, it's a lot for a young family to do plus two entrepreneurs plus one entrepreneur and the other one's sick. So we were like, we, this is our time, you know, like let's sell this house, make a ton of money for, and, you know, move to where we want to move to anyways. It's not like it was a sacrifice by any means, but yeah, you guys, like I live in a really inexpensive place right now. Um, like I turned my money into something and yeah, I don't have like the cool yoga studio, like walking distance from me, or I, you know, I have to get in the car to go to my favorite coffee shop and it's like a 15, 20 minute drive. I had, you know, all those things, but first of all, this is place is going to grow. And second, like I can make, I can make, um, big moves because my expenses are much lower. I see a lot of you guys like trying to live in these like really expensive places and wonder why you can't make enough income. Um, and I, I just think that 
I, I just think that, I mean, I know that it's not possible for everybody to move. And I know like sometimes if you're single, like it's not like you can go live in the country. Um, but I do feel like you have to consider that whether that's like I'm living with my parents while I grow this business or I'm moving to this place that's less expensive or I'm not going to live in a one bedroom. I'm going to move to a studio. Like you have to cut these expenses in order to give yourself space to take some risk and your work um, and give yourself some space to go all in. So that's the stage, you know, it's like this hard stage of, of, of sacrifices, of um, figuring out what works, documenting what works and rinse and then just rinse and repeating like what works and keep doing it over and over again like really finding like the magic within what you do and then after that stage of course is the stage that I feel like we're all looking for and I think I I remember when I I like when I was um when I first started and I was in that place of like oh my god like nothing's work working like this is horrible I but there was a part of me that believed that there was like this place of ease. You know, I was like, there has to be, I'm like doing something wrong. And that was a horrible thing to tell myself, but I did. I always felt like I was doing something wrong and I would be like, I'm doing something wrong rather than being, I don't know. But at some point I got to this place of like, this has to work. Like this has to work. There, there must be a way that this works. And that was a big shift for me instead of saying like, I'm doing something wrong. And I, I just felt that there must be a, better place. (laughs) And, um, I'm in that better place right now, guys. And it does exist. And there is no, there, there's nothing like, you know, super special about me. I, I didn't like have this huge following or anything like that, but I made a business work because I really believe that there must be a way that this does work. And believe it or not, that little kind of North star, that little intention, it attracts solutions basically. And I was constantly attracting and I still am like, I'm, you know, I'm at the middle of the mountain, right? Like I still have this other half that I want to go to. It's just, I've, you know, I'm, I'm strong where I'm at so I can climb better, but I've just always believed that it could work. And I feel like if you don't have that, if you are like weak in the mind and thinking like, this is not working. This is not working. This is not working. You might as well like not do this path, but you have to say like, there has to be a way that this works. There there are solutions out there. And then you start attracting those solutions. You, you start to hear like the random, like people give you these random tips and these advice, or you, you find somebody, my latest, um, Natalia who works with me, which I talk about her a lot. Um, well, she's my, like, she's a consultant that I work with. She, um, Like I manifested her into my life because I was like, there has to be a person that knows more than me when it comes to digital marketing. And she's probably worked for other companies. And I like looked for her. Like I went on LinkedIn and I started looking at a bunch of people's like backgrounds and I reached out to her. Like I stalked her and I found her because I was like, in my mind, I was like, there has to be somebody like this that exists. So that curiosity and that like belief that there are solutions, there is a solution to every single problem you're having right now. And you have to believe that there is a solution. And that when you get out of this kind of idea that like it's magic or it's luck, um, or like some people have it or some people don't, or like this isn't my soul's path. Or when you get out of that and you start thinking like, okay, I currently have a problem or whatever that problem is. Like I don't have clients. I don't have whatever. And you're like, I know there's a solution for this. 
And then you start letting those solutions come your way or you start seeking them as well. But you start to realize that it's not you, right? Like as long as you think it's you and you think it's something personal, you're only going to receive from the universe like different things that look like make you a bad person or make you a bad entrepreneur rather than being like, business has been around forever. And I don't care if you're running a tree business, a ballet studio, uh, you know, a healing practice, like every business has all these like similar wheels that are turning. So anybody can actually help you with these things and you're not doing anything new, believe it or not. It might look a little new, but it's not new because there's a, there's a template to business and there's like all these solutions and there's all these people that have already made it work in this big world that we live in. So when you start to see that and that it's not personal, that you just, there's a gap of knowledge that you do not have yet and that you believe that you can get better because yes, it's going to require you to get better. So for example, um, I last year was selling program that was outside of my comfort zone, the price, like it's just, I was asking for more money and it was scary. And I did not have the skill to close. Like I didn't know how to close the deal. Basically I could close deals when the price was smaller, but not at this price point. And I couldn't just wing it. I had to get somebody to teach me how to close. And guess what? There was a whole, when I was taught by this, um, expert, like, there's a template to it and I just followed it and it worked. So it, I didn't feel like it was me, like either I was bad or good. I was just like, I have a problem here and I need a solution. And the solution came and I was able to close. So when you know your product is good because you went through that stage of working on your product, right? Like you worked on your reading, you worked on your process for, you know, doing what you do, then Everything else is just like a business solution that you need and you might need some training there and that you got to believe in yourself that if you can, you can just, you can follow some steps. Like you can cook a banana bread. If somebody gave you ingredients, like you can follow instructions, you can do that. And that's when those solutions start to come your way. So you get out of that phase and then I feel like you move into this like sunshine ease stage. I'm just dipping my toe in there. Like I'm just getting there. Like I wouldn't say it's easy because I'm still working super hard. I work a lot of hours. My work is hard, you know, like, a, like just, um, it, it's energetically draining. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm my position in my businesses can be challenging because I have to do, um, a lot of things. I'm like content and, uh, you know, meeting with clients, writing things, all that kind of stuff. But I would say that when that, that base is developed, it just gets easier, right? Like that brand is developed. So my brand is already developed. All those processes are developed. Um, the, like the foundation is developed. I am developed. Like I believe in myself already. Like there's not much that can like knock me down at this point. And that is where the ease comes from. It's not like anything necessarily gets easier, but if you heard me talk about, um, my podcast episode with Benny that I like the first seven years of marriage were really hard for me. Cause I kept thinking like, I just like, I kept thinking I might divorce this guy and my mental strength was really low that, and then, you know, something clicks eventually. That's kind of the ease 
that we all look for, it's actually in your brain. <laughs> it's actually in your mindset. Like something clicks that you're like, yeah, like I'll, of course, like money will always come. Like I know how to make money. Like I'm not concerned about like that. There's always solutions. Like when your mind gets there, like, of course I can do this. Um, yeah, I'm good at this. Like, yeah, this works. Like when your mind gets there, that's the ease stage. Um, and I, you know, you'll get a little bit of that when you're in the stage before, but you probably, you might not necessarily feel it in all categories of your work because you're still building all that structure and those processes that like actually work and the brand. So, but you as an entrepreneur, (laughs) there is nothing more important to work on than your own mindset and your own healing. Nothing like that's the name of the big game guys. That's the only reason we're even doing business in this life. Cause the souls are like, let's learn about life through this weird thing called entrepreneurship. So it is an opportunity to go into your own healing, to go into your own mindset. Like it's just a mind game. It's like this crazy mind game and your mind has to get strong. So that needs to be, you need to be working on your mind the whole time and there's nobody that's going to believe in you other as, as much as you will believe in yourself. So it's cool to get, you know, other people to believe in you, but the, when you get people to applaud you and to believe in you is actually after you believe in yourself and that is coming from your mind. So make sure you're working on that. And sometimes there's things that need to be healed, you know, like, oh, well I went through this as a kid and I need to work on that. And that's okay. That's why there's no rush, but that is how we climbed these different seasons and these, and into these different stages. And then after the ease, I don't know, guys, I'm not there yet, but I think it's, you know, I think the next, like after that is like kind of deciding if you're going to go to like this next level maybe. And, um, that's kind of where, where I am. I'm just like, okay, I'm here. That's really nice. So I, I definitely have not hit all my goals by any means, but I'm also like midway at the mountain. I'm like, oh, I could, I could set up shop here. Um, but I, I know I'm meant to go more, but it, I would say that like the weather's good. I feel strong. I feel healthy. Can I just stay at the mid mountain? Uh, so I don't know what's after that, but, um, my feeling is after that is almost like destiny kind of like my sense is that you're past like needing it. And you start to let go and let God take you where you were always meant to be. And it's like almost because you don't need it, um, you start to flow with it, if that makes any sense. Um, and that's, and I, I will definitely tell you along the way and how it's working, but that's how it feels to me right now. Like I am in a state of gratitude and just awe and love that, I mean, I really don't need anything else, but I can feel that I'm being called to more. And if I'm being called, then, then I'll go and I'll follow. Um, but I don't think I'm going to go outside of what I'm being called to. If that makes sense where I think before in my business, I was trying to make things work the way I wanted them to work. And I would get in my own way all the time. But like now I don't need that anymore. It's like kind of an ego release that has come the last few months, really, I would say. So, okay, my friends, 
I love you. I believe in you. I absolutely know this works. I'm sorry that I'm talking to you from where I am. (laughs) I wish I could be in the trenches with you. I'm not, but I want you to know that I have been there and it was dark. I mean, listen to, just listen to the episode of Benny and I, Benny went down this like little spiral of talking about how hard it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we both have PTSD about it. And I was like, we got like, I was like, we got to switch up this conversation, Benny. This is getting really depressing. Um, and if you're like doing it and you have kids and you're, you're in an exp- and it's like an expensive city and it's an expensive time where we are in the world or you're single and you're also trying to date at the same time, like guys, it's hard. Like I hear you and I feel you, but it is so much better to do it now to, than to do it when you're 40 or you're 50 or you're 60. Cause like, it's really not going to go away. That feeling of like wanting to live towards your true path and, and living that true vision that you see. I mean, it could go away, but it would require a lot of numbing and that's really actually numbing is just as hard as doing the work. So why not like do the work and have the beautiful life and get to that place of ease? So I, I hear you and, and, and it is hard and you're not doing anything wrong, but just work on those things that we covered and believe in yourself and you're there and you can't force when it comes, but you're going to get there. Okay. I love you much. I'll see you next time. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you have a sec, I would so appreciate it if you would leave me a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are so helpful. And if you're ready to start living your soul-led life, pick up my latest book, Soul-Led Living, available on Amazon. Until next time, love you much.